Hey everyone, this is Brother Wayne Clemens. I just want to thank you for tuning in with us today and being part of the worship experience here at Potter's Hope. If you have your Bible, Psalm 62. I'm going to let you go ahead and get that open. I'm going to talk about trust today. And I know all too well that when I preach these, I got to live it. <laughs> and usually the thing that the Holy Ghost will do, much as he does in your prayer time and in my time, Heather, what he will do is that it's, it's seemingly the moments in life that's tied to the mission of life that there can be a central word. And the word is trust. It's in my notes, but believing is predecessor to trusting. You can't trust in which, and this is not something so deep uh, theologically or anything, but you can't trust in what you don't believe in. Today, not only is, is, is community and cause all these things coming together, Jake, against our belief system. But it's who you believe in. And sadly enough, people believe in the church as far as an institution and a building. But it's much more than that. It's organism. It's living. It's breathing. It's praising. It's praying. It's worshiping. And the vitality in which that it should have seemingly is being, it's as though life is being sucked out of the body. Much like a vacuity that it speaks of even before creation. That the void, and, and many people are feeling that. Today, I'm going to tell you to keep on trusting. Mm, turn to somebody and say, you ain't seen nothing yet. It's like me walking around the corner of the restaurant and seeing like a little bit of, like a little bit of breakfast bar and seeing some pineapples and strawberries. And, and I say, oh, that looks pretty nice. And they say, no, go around the other corner and there's the biscuits and gravy. What I'm saying to you is, you ain't seen nothing yet. You just got to turn the, oh, you just got to turn the corner. God got so much good for you, man. I need to tell you today, trust him. Hell don't want you to get what God's got. And if it defeats your mind, it'll defeat the mission. But when you're mission-minded and you have the mind of Christ, you'll be determined to persevere. And the Holy Ghost will encourage you. And listen, Ziklag will try to hold you, but I'll tell you what. Ziklag will have no power over you. You'll rise up in Jesus' name. And you'll go back and you'll get what the enemy tried to take. And even what it stole. Jenny sings a song. I don't know if y'all ever heard it before. <laughs> That's a joke. Called I'll Not Turn Back. How many of y'all believe in the Lord and Savior Jesus Christ? Raise your hand unashamedly. If you believe in it, give me some praise right now. I know your Bible is going to go flying everywhere. That's part of it. 
But your belief system will not be established until the battle. Because that's where you trust Him. I want to speak just, just to kind of get our mindset headed in trusting the Lord. The fact is, is that it depends on where we are and how far we can be from home. And not just in a spiritual sense, but, but also more than that. The fact is, is that how many of you believe heaven where Jesus is, that's your home? Amen. See, I believe where he is, that's, that's my home. If he comes back and he, I don't say if, when he comes back and to get us and then when he comes back again to set up in the millennial reign, all of that, wherever he is, he'll be home to me. But today, the thing that, that I need to encourage you in is this, is that we don't know how long. And I think I want to encourage you to tell you to make the very best out of this moment that you have. The enemy wants to steal, kill, and destroy. We know all of that. We've established that countless times in the past. But as much as he wants to steal, kill, and destroy, God wants to bless you in such abundance to where you don't have a wheelbarrow big enough to pack it all. Hallelujah. Trust. Today, if I could title this message, it would simply be in God we trust. Read with me. Verse 1. Thank you for standing with me for the reading of God's word. Truly my soul waits upon God. From him cometh my salvation. He only. Say only. He only is my rock and my salvation. He is my defense. Shall I not be greatly moved? How many of y'all believe it so far? How long will you imagine mischief against a man? Shall you be slain, all of you? He, you shall be slain, all of you, as a bowing wall. You're going to be like that. And even as a tottering fence. Now, if I could just interject for a moment. Most people believe that this is when he was going through what he was going through with his son Absalom. That Absalom was looking at taking the throne from him. And, and God is using this time here to really pin these words, not just to him, but also to us. He says this, the only consult to cast him down from his excellency, they delight in lies, they bless with their mouths, but they curse inwardly. My soul, say my soul. Wait thou only upon God, for my expectation is from him. He only mm, is my rock and my salvation. He is my defense. I shall not be, I shall not be moved. Wow. In God is my salvation and my glory. The rock of my strength and my refuge is in God. Verse 8. Trust in Him part of the time. Trust in Him some of the time. None of, no. Somebody shout all times. This is a word to you and I, fellow traveler. Trust in him at all times, you people. Pour out your heart before him. God is a refuge for us. Come on, let's pray. Lord, we love you so much. So thankful for your goodness and grace. As always, Lord, now let your word, God, penetrate every soul in this place. Oh, Holy Ghost, come. Strip us naked of our religion and any false thought, any God, anything that would keep us today from hearing your word and believing your word. Holy Ghost, come in such power that God that not only moves within me and moves within the one next, but God moves to every soul in this place that we would be unified by this message in this moment, God, that we're to trust you. 
And God, today, we are believing you for great things. We're believing you. So, Lord, save the lost, heal the sick, deliver the captive. Father, what a mission statement. Jesus, as you read it in that synagogue, do what you do, Lord. It's in your name we pray. Amen and amen. Before you sit down, turn to somebody and say, where you bank at? Y'all are like, he's after my debit card. I'm not. I'm not. I'm not at all. If I could, in God we trust. Can I have a picture? I think I've just got one today. But if you could, it's this. It's this. It's this. Before I get started today, happy birthday, America. Can we say happy birthday, America? On Tuesday. Happy birthday, America. I pen this. Happy birthday, America. Independence Day is celebrated on July 4th each year. And this year, 2023, America will celebrate its 247th birthday of independence from Great Britain following the Revolutionary War. The founding fathers on July 4th in 1776, of course, signed that Declaration of Independence. We understand that, and much today is this nation, and that we speak of often is the fact that this nation was formed upon Judeo-Christian values. That today we're more than something just thrown together. I believe that we're something put together by a divine creator for a divine purpose. You see, I'm one of those that believe that America has purpose, that we are a light set on a hill. I still believe in the midst of a dark and compromising world, and even when the church, and I'll use that term loosely, that even as a church seemingly wants to compromise and has become complacent, I still believe that there's a remnant group of believers that are blood-bought, that are spirit-filled, and can declare today that our God still reigns. I believe that. And I believe, Larry, and you said this years ago, I even mentioned it lately, I believe that as long as there's one Christian in these United States of America, I still believe that if there's just one, that America still has hope. I still believe, and this is the way that I think that you framed it, is this, is that when we say, well, even within church, I believe that even in a dead church, if there's one Christian that's alive, then can I tell you something? That church still has hope. Praise God. Praise God. In God we trust. In God we trust. Psalm 22, 4 and 5 says, Our fathers trusted in thee. They trusted and thou did deliver them. Verse 5, They cried unto thee and they were delivered. They trusted thee and they were not confounded. The psalmist speaks of that years ago and yet I find that, if you will, bringing a holy trail all the way up to the founding of this nation. They trusted in a creator. They trusted in a sovereign God. They trusted in the Almighty. We too. Were they perfect? No. In this nation and in us celebrating what will be on Tuesday, our 247th birthday, our nation has been riddled with so much oppression. The throes of slavery, the throes of not seeing men and women and children as God sees men, women, and children. Through the course of that, we, we, we see throughout the course of, of, of now, between almost 250 years, we can see that this nation has been flawed. Why? Because men 
and women are flawed and in turn children become flawed. If you and I could believe together for the Lord to right the ship, if we could believe together with all earnestness that even in the past of things that were so atrocious and so wrong, that even if we could believe today that through the power of the Holy Spirit, even the first awakening, the second awakening, some say the third awakening, but if the church right now could awaken and arise and declare that Jesus is coming back, get ready. If we could believe that with an urgency. Well, I'm talking about J.J. with an urgency that says my God is alive, he's real, and he's coming back for his church. In God we trust. Your 401k. Oh, it hits you in the core of your soul when it drops And what can happen, and listen, I'm not speaking against it. I pray the Lord blesses it. But what I'm saying is this. What about, what about the absolutely bankruptcy of the soul today in the United States of America? There's only one thing that can turn the bankruptcy of a soul around. The first one is the awareness, the awareness that I'm bankrupt Spiritually bankrupt is not necessarily a horrible place to be if it brings a reckoning to one's soul and said things must change. I don't know that if we were talking about, well, I'll just file chapter 11. I will too in Hebrews chapter 11. Now faith. (laughs) Can anybody file chapter 11 with me? Now, faith is the substance of things hoped for with the evidence of things not seen. I done tried to tell y'all before, you got to turn the corner. You ain't seen nothing yet. What the devil is trying to stop, hell will have no hold on the promises of God in your life. Be encouraged today. You be encouraged. You trust in the Lord. You trust in the Lord. God's not coming back for parade armor. He's coming back for those that are truly have on the armor of faith that have been chinked and chiseled by, I'm talking about war. I'm talking about war against the enemy that when you war here and you are warring against those things in the heavenlies, be reminded that you have an advocate, that you have that one that is sitting right beside the very God, God the Father, making intercession right now. When you feel like nobody hears me, nobody sees me, I declare today, the one that made you, hears you, sees you, and will deliver you. Can I talk to somebody this morning? Well, they're never going to change. Well, this is never going to. Can I tell you something? My God doesn't know never. He's big enough, strong enough, got grace enough to save anybody from the very hell that they're living in. Somebody shout, set the captives free. Set them free. I'll guarantee you if we started right in here, there's men, women, and children right now that are held under the hypnotic influence, not just of TikTok, but everything else that is capturing your time. Let's declare today, let the Spirit of the Lord break the chains of the very things that the enemy is trying to put on his people today. I got to get to the message. In God we trust. In God we trust. On the dollar bill, Dwight D. Eisenhower put it on the dollar bill. It had been on coins in the past, but he moved, and this encouraged me so much. He put it on there. I think it was in 1956. 
and God we trust. A few years back that through different rulings and different things, they tried to take that off of the dollar bill. Unsuccessfully. God is more than a dollar bill in my pocket. He's more than that. I'll get to the banking system here in just a moment. But in God we trust. It was adopted as the motto of the United States on July 30th, 1956, two years after pushing having the phrase under God inserted into the Pledge of Allegiance. It was two years before that that Dwight D. Eisenhower put back in, or put in, if you will, to the Pledge of Allegiance. One nation, under God, indivisible, for liberty and justice for a few, no, but for all. Why? Because with God, He doesn't see color. He doesn't see creed. He doesn't see credit card. He doesn't see the money in the account. What He sees is the soul. And what He is concerned about with the soul is whether or not that sin has interrupted or corrupted, if you will, that very soul. He is interested more in the soul than He is the skin. God forbid that we would continue to judge books by the cover. One day you will stand before God. And the very thing that you thought was righteous judgment, only to find out it was religious judgment. By what measure you judge, with by the same measure according to the word of God, will you be judged? Under God. The reason that I have hope today, the reason when the enemy pummels me and says, nobody's listening, nobody's listening, I'm like, Satan, you're alive. Dwight D. Eisenhower was sitting in the Presbyterian church there in Washington, D.C. when the preacher was preaching, and if you would, he entitled it up something to the effect of under God. Before that it came back to the Pledge of Allegiance, Amy, what he had done is he had heard a message preached from the preacher that said under God, that we are all under God. So much that it didn't just quicken him, but it quickened one of the members of the Senate that they would propose a bill, and that bill would be adopted, if you will, and it would come to pass, and that's how things got to happen. So if somebody tells you today, your preaching don't matter, your praying don't matter, your praising don't matter, you need to tell Satan to get behind you because preaching still matters, praising God still matters, and worshiping God still matters, and it may not change everybody, but it can change somebody that could change everybody by one simple message of under God. I've been stuck on a piece of scripture that's going to that's gonna take me more. It's, it's more than the time that I've given it so far, but I can't let go of it. The word of God says he must reign until he puts all enemies under his feet. It's coming. I'm just saying I can't let it go, and I know what Holy Ghost is doing. Times. Trusting him at all times. Over the past three years, you've been through some tough times. You've been through some very hard times. But these are the times that God created you for. Out of any span of time, somewhere between six to 8,000 years of what we would know as far as creation biblically, as far as us in humanity, God created you at this very moment, for this very moment, that you and I would make a difference. For such a time as this, as so many have said, 
In all those years that you've heard messages preached about Jesus coming back, can I tell you something? Before he comes back in the clouds, I want him to come back to the church. Can I get a witness? And let him come back to the soul. Because when he is in the soul of man, in the heart of man, sin will not, cannot, will never be comfortable. Dwight D. Eisenhower said this, From this day forward, the millions of our school children, children will daily proclaim in every city and town after he had put this in place, every village and every rural schoolhouse, the dedication of our nation and our people to the Almighty. To anyone who truly loves America. He said to anyone who truly loves America. Nothing could be more inspiring than to contemplate the rededication of our youth on each school morning to our country's true meaning. In this, we are reaffirming the transcendence of religious faith in America's faith, excuse me, America's heritage and its future. He said, in this, we shall constantly strengthen those spiritual weapons which forever will be our country's most powerful resource in peace or in war. What a powerful proclamation. When today, I hear mixed messages. I'm a Christian, yet I still believe this way and that way. Friend, I need to tell you, when you are saved by Jesus Christ, your nature will change. When you are born again, you will not believe some of it. You will not believe part of it. You are required to believe all of it. Brother Wayne, that offends me. Praise God. Well, I feel like first thing out of your mouth was wrong. Turn to somebody and say, I faith like, not I feel like. You are built by faith in Jesus Christ. I love you. I have a certain amount of faith in you. But I cannot trust you like I can trust God. Somebody shout trust. I'm, shout it louder than that. People are asleep. Shout trust. Yeah. I will trust in the Lord at all times, in the bad times, in the good times, in the hard times. Somebody shout now then. Raise them up. Raise them up. Where? are the men and women of God that have been put into office, not just by my vote, but by God's hand, where are the people that will stand and proclaim that God is still sovereign, He is still righteous, and you cannot, you should not, nor ever drag a holy God through the dirty muck and mess. He will not, He cannot, nor could He, because He is always holy. He is always righteous.
just getting started. Turn to somebody and say, get off the struggle bus and get on the glory train. It's enough. Say struggle bus. Say glory train. You ever get around them people? Oh, oh. Struggle bus. What's wrong? We're out of mayonnaise. And it's $9 for a little old child. I ain't trying to be funny, but it's a popular thing today to tell and to talk about how rough you got it. I don't know if you know it or not, but I've had pneumonia. Oh, that's sad. I had double pneumonia. Right? Oh, you had COVID once. I had it 93 times. I'm in a clinical trial right now. Yeah, for stupid. Let me move on. Listen to me. Listen to me. When you stay on that struggle bus and all you do is swim in the muck and mire of misery and everything that is wrong, do not expect to get it right. That old song, I don't know, Steve, you probably heard it. Old song you say, I'm going home on the glory train. Remember it, Jenny? All honesty. I'm going home on the morning train. The real part of this is that what happens because of this trusting him at all times, there's a way to not just divert but to destroy the attack of the enemy. That when you are going through the hard time, there's nothing. You don't have to be a super Christian and say, well, I'm not going through anything hard at all. That's a lie. You can be going. I'm not telling you. Listen. Listen, it's one thing to divert it, but you can destroy it to say, you know what? But guess what? How many of you know you're not going through it alone? How many of you believe the word of God? Then go on and say, he said, say he said, he'll never leave me. He'll never forsake me. If you believe that, give God some praise. Because I'm going to tell you something. You need to get a hold of some glory today. Brother Wayne, I don't want to get off the struggle bus. I haven't been paid up for a year. Will you get on with me? No, I'm not getting on with you. I got off that bus. I want to encourage you. Learning to trust him at all times. This is a true statement. Trust, and I didn't coin this from anywhere. I'm sure it's been said or something similar. Trust is something that can take years to build and only seconds to break. How could it be this? That it is the strongest of things and yet can be the most fragile. Isn't that something that it can be the strongest? Trust can be the strongest of things, Carrie Beth, but yet the most fragile. Does God trust? Yes. The thing about the Father is this, is that His trust and His grace is so divinely intertwined that it's not just about you, it's about His Son. Because if he thought that he could have trusted you with it all, he would have never let his son die on the cross. Trusting him at all times, believing in him, is the predecessor to trusting him. Can I repeat that? Believing in him is the predecessor to trusting him. That you cannot trust in what you don't believe in. So the enemy at first is against your belief. Well, I just can't believe that. Okay. 
But the fact that you believe you're going to die, well, no, you're going to die. Don't play the kook with me, okay? It's appointed unto man wants to die, and after this there will be a judgment. But believing, that when we look at that, believing in him as predecessor to trusting him, that what I'm finding is this, and this is the journey, if you will, and trusting him at all times. It was, it was so easy becoming a Christian, but being a Christian is much different. The becoming is the believing. I believe what? I believe that God sent his son to this earth to pay for all of the penalty and all of the sin that each woman, each man, woman, and child has ever done or will even ever do. I believe that we are bought and paid for by the precious blood of Jesus Christ. I need three men. Stephen, give me two more men. Give me two more men. How many of you are believers? I'm going to give you another shot. How many of you are believers? Your name is Think So. What's your name? Think So. Your name's Hope So. What's your name? Hope So. Your name is No So. No So. I'm not trying to be cute. I'm not trying to be funny. But the church is filled with these three right here. Believing is predecessor to trusting. When we say, if I were to ask you, are you going to heaven? What's your name? Think so. Are you going to heaven? Hope so. Are you going to heaven? No so. That's a big no so down there on the end, isn't it? But let me show you. When we begin to talk about no, that's this different to this course. But when we begin to talk about think, we begin to take on suke. We begin to think on soul, emotion. We begin to take the very thing that we've been talking about in Hope Group. And it's this, I think. How many of you think you're going to heaven? How many of you think you are? Oh, you already know. I baited you. You know. If I had started, how many of you think you're going to heaven? Every hand would have Then some of you would have said, how many of you hope you're going to heaven? How many of you are just like, I hope I'm going to the Mexican restaurant. Listen, please. We got think so, and we got hope so. Now, since you've already seen how many of you know so? What I've got to do is this. Is that think is taken out of the equation. Because I'm not smart enough. I'm not good enough. I hope But hope in this capacity says this, well, I hope so, meaning that there's something up here that I may not make it through. That's not Jesus. Think says, I think I will. I think that's religion. That's hope together. But no so. Watch. Are you going to heaven? I know so. Based on what, Mr. No So? Jesus Christ. Plus nothing. Plus what? Plus nothing. Let me show you something simple. What you're dealing with today and what we're seeing all around us, I'll trust him if it doesn't get too hard. When it says I'll trust him at all times, I'll trust him if my kids don't. Your kids are going to act up. You're wondering why your kids act the way they act. You and your husband need to have a conversation. 
Why do you think the world is pulling your kids? Listen to me, parents. Why do you think? Because hell wants them. And when you and I decide to say no to hell, and we declare that, listen, these kids are God's kids. You've got to get to this place, as simple as this is, between the think so, the hope so, because much of the church, if you were to ask them, Casey, if I were to say, are you going, I think so. Don't tell me you've never said it. Do you think, I hope so, based on what? But when I'm a no-so, how many of you know that God sent His Son, Jesus Christ, to die on the cross for our sins? How many of you believe that whosoever believes on the name of the only begotten Son of God and ask Him to forgive, we ask Him to forgive us of our sins, how many of you believe that if we believe that, we trust that, we're going to heaven? You guys can go. The simpleness of this, which category today that you would say, and I would say you may be in the first two and not the last, you need to get it. You need to understand it today. We're getting ready to, we are. We're in a very different time. A very different time to where your faith is ultimately being tested. I've said countless times before that the enemy is after one thing. It's not your church attendance, though that could be part. He's after your faith. And if your faith is just in you and not in Jesus Christ, you will be sifted like sand. And you will not make it. Abraham had it right in Genesis 15, 6 and 7. He believed in the Lord and he counted to him for righteousness. He said unto him, I am the Lord that brought you out of the land of the earth, the Chaldees, to give thee this land to inherit it. It's trusting him. Not just the day you were saved, not just the believing, but coming through the test of times and the trials that we're going to face, and we are facing. It's trusting Him. It's believing Him. It's simple. I was going to ask Braden and Eric, if they would, to make me a graphic, but this, this, it's when I ask you, where do you bank at? How many of you know that there's a kingdom bank and trust? that most of the financial institutions, or should I say many of them, will be so-and-so bank and trust. You see, the fact of the matter is this, is that what you bank on is one thing, but what you trust in is something else. That's really simple. Well, I'm banking on it. Well, some people say, I'm banking on getting to heaven because I've been good to people. I'm banking on getting to heaven because I've been a good person. I'm banking on getting to heaven because I've been a Catholic. I'm banking on getting to heaven because I went to Potter's Hope. I'm banking because I'm a Methodist. Can I tell you, that's a bank shot that will not work. Period. But trusting. Trusting. I wrote this down for me. Trusting is backing up what you are banking on. I won't ask for Stephen to give the full definition, but when you're talking about a trust, you're talking about something that is set up, something that has something behind it, something that is backed by something. Now, if we were talking about a trust established for your family, it would be something written. It would be something that would be hard to dissolve. It would be something in place. Many folks, as they go on in age, they set up a trust for their kids. I wish we could do that spiritually. 
is setting up a trust in our children today. A trust not that they have in us, but when mom and daddy's gone, they have a trust in Jesus Christ. I'm banking on them going to church. Well, they're going to go to college. And everything that they've ever been taught or everything that anything that they've ever been taught by you and or any Sunday school teacher or any other thing that has to do with the church. The liberal professors will do everything that they can to strip them completely naked of any piece of faith that they have. Many will. But there'll be those that in the midst of the liberal classrooms and the liberal professors, I'm believing that there's these young women and these young men that are standing and say, I'll tell you right now, you can spew every bit of that out of your mouth, but I still believe in the God of all creation. I still believe He had a son and His name was Jesus. I still believe. When the church is having the very blood of the gospel sucked out of it and we wonder why we're an anemic mess. We, the people, His, we are the answer. We are. Wow. I thought Jesus was the answer. That's what I'm saying. Christ in you, the hope of glory. Trust is backing up what you're banking on. Trust is something bigger. Stephen, stand behind me. How many of y'all can see him? I trust. Come here, Luke. Luke's like, oh, sitting on the front row. I knew Carrie. Push me. Push me, Luke. <laughs> Push me. Trust. 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 Trust says when every demon in hell And every device of the enemy is pushing against me. There's a divine trust, Larry. Brother Dennis is standing behind me. That trust, do you believe the word of God, Stephen? Hell is pushing. But you're still standing. I will trust in God at all times. I've got eight points and I'm not going to get but to a half of another one. I'm trying to encourage you today. I'm coming with the first point. When I come to this point... It's trusting him in troubled time. You see, the thing is, is this, and I'll, I'll read scripture. Point number one, 
where I have to trust him, Kathy, is to trust him in troubled times. Verse 9 of chapter 9 in the ninth Psalm. The Lord also will be a refuge for the oppressed. A refuge in times of trouble. And they that know my name will put their trust in thee. For thou, Lord, hast not forsaken them that seek thee. I'll ask you a question. Have you ever been caught out in a storm? Away from a vehicle, away from any structure, away that in just in whatever. And you're like, where am I going to go? What am I going to do? What is happening today is this, and I sense it much in the spirit, is that today many are caught in a storm and they don't know where to run to. And the door of the enemy is open and it says, come in. For many of our troubled youth, for many of our troubled folks, what they don't realize is that they will leave the snake pit only to go to the open door of the bear's den. And instead of dealing, and instead of being convicted of sin, we will run to the next one that will appease us. And to that very one that will agree with us. And you'll get the pat on the back. And somebody will tell you it's okay. Remember this, that when man can tell you it's all okay, Listen to the Holy Spirit because many times he will be saying, it's all wrong. Don't listen to the enemy. Praise team, come. I won't be much longer. Trusting him in troubled times and in this very time that we're living in, somebody says, where is this coming from? Can I tell you, I can think back to probably more than three years ago that more than those times in John chapter 5 that, that even preaching the message, Amy, of this is that the Lord, the, the, the angel of the Lord would come down. He would steer the water, if you will. He would trouble the water. And when he troubled the water, whoever got there first would get in. Remember, those that were impotent, those that were lame, those were whatever. But there was that one that couldn't get there. My prayer now for quite some time, probably over the past maybe close to a decade, Alicia, has been the thought of this, Lord, trouble the water one more time. Where did this come from? Is it the attack of the enemy? What is it? Can I tell you something? I will remind you that God will use evil to run you, to scare you, to bring you into His glory. So could it be that through our prayer and through the prayers that maybe things that we've forgotten from years ago trouble the water one more time that people are just finding today that man can't deliver me. But Jesus is here. Troubled times. You see, when we live in a time that, that to where, when I was talking of speaking of the trouble bus, or excuse me, the struggle bus, we consider trouble to be something that, that affects our wallet. And many times what we do, and I'm going to tell you this, and, and I think Amy and I had this conversation even lately, that we think we're just under attack. What's that attack look like? 
Because a real attack from the enemy can be something very different than people hating on you. Or we're just under attack. Well, if we were like the early church or the, the apostles, that if we could count it all glory when they came against us, Oh, Brother Wayne, we might get thrown in jail. How many of you know that if you get thrown in jail, Jesus will be right there in jail with you? Five of you. Trust in Him. This is a troubled time. Whether it's on a personal or even a national level, whatever level that it may be, I want to speak to the congregation and tell you that this very time is a time that God's assigned to us. We're not just sitting here. We are out in the name of Jesus. He came. He came, Stephanie. He came to destroy the works of the devil. If he is in us, then what is our assignment? To destroy the works of the devil. Instead of sitting back and saying, oh, I'm troubled. And listen, I understand. I understand all too well, fellow traveler. Trust in Him. The Lord will be a refuge for the oppressed. Say this with me, please. Say, the name of the Lord is a strong tower. Say, is a strong tower. Say, the righteous run into it. Oh, and they are safe. Somebody shout, and they are safe. Can I tell you something? When you believe in that name that's above every other name, that when you, believe, when you believe in that name, you can trust in that name. The name of the Lord is a strong tower. The righteous run into it, and they are safe. That name of the Lord is much like the hen, if you will, that covers her chickens or her chicks with the wings. The safety and the presence of the Almighty's wings in Psalm 91 is so true. Learning to trust Him. This will be my closing point. If you could, Eric, write this to put this in parenthetical or how you want to do it. Learning to trust Him in the beginning for the end. Let me give you some great examples of faith. Please listen. I'm going to help you. Trusting Him, the word that He laid on my heart is this. Learning to trust Him in the beginning for the end. The Word of God says in Daniel 3, 15 through 18, it tells us that the king had made the decree and that it had been put forth that when you hear the music, you bow down. I'll pick up here. But if you worship not, you should be cast the same, the same hour into the midst of a burning, fiery furnace. And the decree was made. And who is that God? Say, that God. That shall deliver you out of my hand. Even as they had made the decree and it was said, you bow down and you worship me. What you are dealing with and what I am dealing with today is you bow down to the way that I believe. You bow down. And if you don't bow down, I'll cut you out. Well, listen, friend, you don't have to worry about cutting me out because I never was part of you. 
You believe this ideology, you believe this way about marriage, you believe this way about this, you believe this way about that, or suffer the consequences. Pastor, do you realize that we may lose our 501c3 status? Take it! You say, that's awful bold. Can I tell you something? We got enough fishermen in this place. If they got enough faith, they'll get the money out of the fish's mouth. Bow down. Trust him. Trust him. Trust him. Those three Hebrew boys, Shadrach, Meshach, and Abednego, remember them? They looked at each other and they said, oh, listen, we can't, oh, they done told us we can't. Learning to trust him. Learning to trust him in the beginning for the end. Shadrach, Meshach, and Abednego answered and said unto the king, O Nebuchadnezzar, we're not careful to answer you in this matter. By the way, we don't even have to get back to you. We're not going to, listen, we're not even going to get in prayer about it. Here's what you need to know. We're not putting it on Facebook so who's with us or against us. We're not doing that. Here's what we're doing. If it be so, our God whom we serve. Mm, somebody say our God. It's a lot different than that God. Our God. He said, I'm just going to tell you right now. Them old boys, I can hear them chiming in together. He said, we just need to tell you right now. If that be so, you don't understand. We fear God more than we do your fire. And if it be so, here's what they said. You know the story. If it be so, our God whom we serve is able to deliver us from this burning, fiery furnace, and he'll deliver us out of thy hand, O king, my God. Somebody shout, my God. But if, it, but if not, be it known unto you, O king, that we are not going to serve your little G's. We're not going to worship the golden image that you set up. Did we not throw three in? Count them. We threw three in, but there's four people in there. And it's one like it to the Son of God. You don't realize you throw me in the fire, there's a fourth man walking. There's a fourth man. Learning to trust Him in the beginning for the end. What did they do? It shows us something. Your trust, your belief, and your trust in the beginning will see you through to the end. I got more that I got to get out. What is it like? Kathy, I'll send you the notes. It's this. It's Noah trusting Him when He failed the first tree. It's Noah, it's Noah trusting Him before the first raindrop fell. It was trusting God that He had found grace in His sight. Before he ever dropped the first tree. Listen, he didn't order that boat. He's building in a desert for something he's never even heard of that the Lord said was going to come. Much like us today. Before the first tree fell, before the first raindrop came. And until the last inch of water receded, he trusted God. 
What's it like? It's like David trusting God to guard the flock, preparing him to kill the giants. What's it like? It's Moses trusting God when he spends 40 years with people that all they do is murmur and complain. It's trusting that God will deliver. That's trusting him at all times. It's Abraham trusting when he's 100 years old, believing God for a son, and not just trusting for himself, but also for Sarai. It's Daniel trusting God when they said, if you continue to pray, you'll get thrown into the lion's den. Daniel folded like a cheap napkin. The Word of God says in Daniel 6, he opened his window and he faced the same way he always faced. Somebody said, why did he open the window? Because, hmm, so he could get a clear connection with God. No, he opened the window to proclaim, I'm going to keep praying like I've always prayed. And you trust him, I'm going to pray to my God. It's trusting God. It's Jesus. Now I'm closing. Listen, I want to stop. This house is full of believers. But we're living in a time right now to where the believers, you're going to have to become trusters. Trusting Him when things, Bob, don't make sense. Trusting Him. Trusting Him even when I can't even hardly believe for myself. But I can say in you. It's trusting Him that there's a sun shining behind the storm cloud. It's trusting Him that there's a drink for my dry, parched, thirsty soul. It's trusting Him that when even my spiritual stomach is groaning for something to eat, that food is on the way even if God has to send a raven to bring it. Then there's Jesus. What greater example than Him? Turn to somebody and say, what would you do without your praise team? He comes into town. He rolls into town. You know, he's on the donkey. Everybody said, oh, listen, that's like King David and his sons coming in riding on this mule. We know he's the king. Here he comes. Blessed is he that comes in the name of the Lord. We're shouting Hosanna. We're partying down, Jack. Kick up the synthesizer. Put on that Hammond B3 organ. Kick it up. Here he comes. Hosanna. He knew. He knew that the praise team on the streets and that shouted and sang Hosanna on what was Monday or whatever would be part of a hellish choir that would sing the choruses of Crucify just a few days later. Why? Because in the beginning, he knew he had an end. 
And what we would call a life cut short, it was not a life that was not full. 33 and a half years is not long in our estimation for anybody, much less three and a half being one that was so focused that we could see. What the enemy doesn't want you to see, friend, is God's end. He wants you to see his end, but he doesn't want you to see God's end. And I see this, Jake. See, I get this picture in my mind that there he is. I just have to, I just have to ride it with him. You know, I'm saying it. And he's that, and maybe it's a smile and Within him, no manipulation, Jane. Within him, there he's just, but I, can't you just sense in him the thought of. I know where you'll be on Friday. Then his miracle working entourage, it's been with him for three to three and a half years, is there, and they're close. And they're part of it. And they say, hey, he's one of those disciples. And at that point, they're like, oh, right. We were part of that five loaves and two fish and fed. That's right. Oh, we cast out devil. And maybe Jesus sees their chest swell. And maybe even part of that that is real to him, no doubt. But he knows where they'll be too. Peter will make an attempt. He'll even cut the ear off of Malchus, one of those folks that's coming to get him. He'll do that. Only to find that he thought he was doing it for the Lord. Only to find that the Lord, that Jesus would heal it. How did he do it? See, I find myself asking questions. And thank you for letting me into your life right now. But how did he do it? I ask the simple, how did he do it? Is he new? His end? From the beginning. As I close. What is maybe one of the strongest pieces of something that we could, that I could give you, that we could encourage each other in is this, is that when you know you're in from the beginning, there's not a whole lot of fear. I've got a whole lot more. I've got perilous times, latter times, trouble. I've got all kinds of times. But it's that part that he knew what he was doing was for him. Can I read this to you? Part of it familiar because I just quoted. It's Jesus trusting the Father at Calvary when he was being ridiculed and his his followers became deserters. It's when those that shouted Hosanna's praise and that praise team from Monday had become hell's choir of hate on Friday. What about for you? It's you trusting when you think you can't go on. It's you trusting when you get laid off from the job. It's you trusting that when somebody you love seemingly has been taken way before it's time. And by the way, can I tell you something? When you love somebody so much, it will never be enough time here. That's the reason heaven becomes so sweet. It's you trusting when the report didn't come back the way you wanted. What is it? 
It's trusting Him. I believe there's some play in church. When I say that, I, I'm not here to survey every soul. I'll let the Holy Ghost do that. But I think if I could ask you today, are you, are you, I know you're a believer, but right now some of you are being tested. And it's trusting Him. It's trusting Him when even the medical field says, we don't know what to do. It's trusting Him when the prescription won't fix. It's trusting Him when the prescription is too much and you're taking more than you should. It's trusting Him when you say, this has a grip on my life. This drug is stronger than me, but it's not bigger than Him. It's trusting Him. So here He is. They're praising Him. They're seeing it. And he's all God and he's all man. And he looks through the parade and he says, okay. Why? Because his mind's on Calvary. His mission first, Jenny, not second, not third. The first mission. I don't believe his mind's on the resurrection. He knows. But his mind is on Calvary. His mind is on the sacrifice. And if you will, it's not scripture, but if you will, he's thinking, it's not hell nor high water, it's not anything is going to keep me from the Father's will and what I was to do. And who for the joy of the cross, or who for the joy that was set before him, endured the cross. Why am I going through it? I want you to see the end. And I don't want you to read the script that the enemy has for you. I want you to read God's script. When we die, we live again. And not just anywhere, but that heavenly somewhere called heaven. That place where he is the light. Would you forget about everybody for a moment? And I just, just, could you? Could you be real before God? And go ahead. If you need to close your eyes, you can. Sure you can. Just leave your mind open, okay? Leave your heart open. Let God move. How many of you have been challenged in trusting Him over the past year, two years, three years? Raise your hand right now. It's been tough. You're, you've been challenged in your faith. There's more. There's more. There's more. I have a purpose. There's more. Some right now even thinking this. He always wants me to raise my hand. Can I tell you something? I just want God to work. And the smallest of yeses can change an eternity. How many of you have trusted in everything and you feel like you've tried everything? You, you think this, you think that, you've done that. No doubt hands would go up everywhere. But what if we can say this today? Lord, I trust in you. How many of you have situations right now that God needs to intervene in a big way? Lift your hand high, 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 high. Boy, that just gets us. Now, if you can own it, if you can own it and say this today as we come to pray, 
Lord, I'm going to trust you. It's not easy for me right now, but this is something I can't fix. Lost person, I haven't forgot you. I'm going to get to you, okay? Christian, if you raised your hand, I want you to go ahead and come on up. Just come on up. You're going to say, I'm going to trust God. I'm going to trust God. Come on. Why am I coming? I want to reinforce that. I've got to trust you. There's things you've got to trust God for right now. It's a job situation. It's a relationship. It's so much. I've got to trust God right now. I've got to trust Him. I've got to trust Him. I've got to trust Him. Come on. Why, why do we move out of our seat? Why do we do that? Because it's simply saying, I'm removing from that place. There's more here. There's more. God's not done. God's not done. We've already established, even in preaching and in this time, we've established the fact that we're all going to die. We can prove that. <laughs> that over the course of humanity, it's proven that we're going to die. But if we know Jesus, we're going to live again. Today, something compelled you to come and something was there. And, and, and maybe it was an invite, maybe it was that. But can I tell you, that's the outer court of something that needs to take place on the inside. Friend, I need to ask you that if you died today, listen to me, not because mama, daddy, not because child even has been born again, but you right now, that if you died today, where would you spend eternity? If you can't answer that, if you cannot say of a one, not a think so, not a hope so, but if you can't say I know so, then friend, I'm going to invite you right now to come and to bow not just your knees but your heart before him and say forgive me of all that I've ever done. Wash me and make me clean. Jesus, you died on the cross for my sin. Is that you? Let me ask those that are in the seat next to him, would you be bold enough not to drag? Don't believe in it. But maybe just a simple invite of I'll pray with you. Or can I pray with you? Hmm. Don't leave lost. The greatest tragedy of this whole of, of all of it would be that you would leave here having heard the word of truth. Simply whosoever calls upon the name of the Lord, the same shall be saved. That you can be born again. And the word said you must be. Hey everybody, just wanted to thank you once again for being with us here in our worship service today and taking the time out, which I know is so valuable to you. God bless you and be encouraged.